Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving I'm Jules. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa, the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me, as always, is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Happy New Year, Kelly. Happy New Year, Jules. Of course, you Happy know, New Year. People, people who are listening to this are going to find out about this much later. <laughs> yeah, we just had New Year. Year. We just had New Year's, but this is actually not coming out until like what? Uh, holy crap! Uh, the Long end time. of January. <laughs> yeah. No, we're gonna be like it's. It's just you guys are just gonna have to suck it up because we are. We are. It's. It's New Year's to us. So, um, welcome and uh, and and yeah, shit's going. It's going, man. Things are just like exploding over here in, in a good way. Things are going really well. So really. Yeah. Now the volcano's so. not exploding. No, thank God. No, no. Okay. Okay. That, w- that would be good. Out of town, and that's fun. And then you know, um, we just we just put out our quiz last week, and uh, the uh, am I ready or no? It's the what is my shadow work readiness score quiz. Yeah. And if you guys haven't taken that yet, it is on the homepage of my website at kellysparta.com. It is really fucking awesome. And people are loving it. I say that because they are commenting that they are loving it. So, um, sweet. And yeah. And I'm getting all kinds of new clients coming in. It's like you can feel the energy of the new year coming in. It's just like, it's fantastic. And we're on a new platform. We are. Then, oh my God, people can see us now. Hi. Hi. (laughs) 
Holy fuck. Yeah. Joey right? never wanted to be on film, so he, he talked me out, out of doing this. But we're going to do it anyway. So if you're getting the audio podcast, you are getting the polished uh, you know, edited version uh, where you don't hear all of the stuff that we talk about in the beginning or the opening, you know, bloodied love, you know, whatever. Um, and if we flub up in the middle, you don't get that either. But if you come over to YouTube, you will get all the raw and unedited. And I do mean raw and unedited. It's just going to go straight up on there. And and that's how it's going to fly. So, um, you know, you may want to skip, well, may not want to skip the first 10 seconds, but... <laughs> But this is how we fly. So, um, so welcome to the new platform and the new us and, you know, my new haircut, which, you know, we were just discussing, but, um, you, you'll, if you're on YouTube, you're going to notice that, that there's somebody sitting and staring at the screen that we haven't said anything to yet. And that's because, you know, we we're, we're rude, but <laughs> we're so doing I things think- in order. We have to stay oh. in order. For yeah. some reason, so we're a little. I, I'm a little punchy today, so that you guys better buttle, buckle up. It's going to be a fun ride. So, um, I got this really cool email from Camille before, uh, like a few days ago. It was like you know, just before the new year, and she's like, "Oh my god, I just found your podcast. I love it. I've been binging it, and I just heard about the listener profile. And if you ever need a listener profile, and I was like, you know what? We haven't done one in forever. I'm going to bump whatever was next, and you're on. And she was like, "What? What? You mean like next week? <laughs> I'm like, yes. And she's like, crap, okay. <laughs> so I'm Kudos to you, Camille, for being courageous and being like, okay, <laughs> and welcome to the show. <laughs> well, it was more, I said tomorrow, and you said yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. That's my bad. <laughs> no, I was just like, I'll, I'll make it work. It was the space I had available, you know? Um, you know? I had guests after that, so I couldn't move them. And I was like, no, I want to see her now. Let's talk now. So clearly it was, ne- it was meant to be because you had the space. So you're a new listener. And you found us because we were talking before we started recording. You, re- you said that um, you had been searching for stuff on mediumship. Yes. Um, I'm always searching. Um for my minute I'm in the car a lot or when I clean, um, I like a lot of development, like just stuff that I can be active. Like I'm walking around, around the house. I want to learn and, you know, get what I can. And so I think a lot of people would relate to that. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't say it. So. <clears throat> yeah. A lot of our, our people come in and they're just like, <gasps> I love you. And they start binging and binging and binging and binging. And they're doing, you know, the 24 seven binge thing. And they'll come back and say, you yeah, I've listened to a hundred episodes in four days. I'm like, Oh my God, did you sleep? <laughs> I was up till 2am. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. So the question that I have for you is how did you end up on this path? What, what brought you here? So I was, uh, you know, I've, I was debating, um, this and, but I am going to have to stick with being raw and real. Okay. And, um, I have shied away from telling people how long I've been doing it because, um, I have gotten, I don't know if the right word is stigma, but, um, 
Like, so I've only been doing it about nine months, but the work that I've put in in nine months, I, my level has dramatically increased. Um, I mean, I was doing three to four circles a day, maybe, and classes. And I just by yourself or circles with other people or people. What kind of circles we doing? We doing fire circles. We doing mediumship. Okay. And I just jump like, well, so, so, but I'm not going to, like, I don't want to like jump around too much, but, um, but so pretty much I just felt like I've really, um, I get kind of, when I get into stuff, I get into stuff really crazy, <laughs> like unhealthy, but it's fine. We're, we're healthy. No, little lady. <laughs> a little unhealthy. Yeah, no, that's called yeah. an overachiever and that's our peeps. Yeah. So that, that's what so, we do. I mean, yeah. I just wanted, I just want to like, so I just wanted to soak up as much as I can. And I guess I am impatient. So when you asked me to come on. I wanted to work with you immediately. So I was like, yeah, you know, cause I can't wait either. So, um, yeah, Impatient. So, <laughs> love it. Like, I'll just quit my life, you know, it's but, um, no, but, um, <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so I actually, but I found, I've always been really drawn to the psychic mediums, um, stuff, but I was somebody that believed that people had special powers, you know? <laughs> I mean, I just thought like, I was like, I'm average, you know? So, um, and it wasn't until it was May of this year. Um, I was, uh, really, really, um, my life force was like gray. I just like, I was drained. I was a shell. And, um, and for me, that's very, very weird because I mean, I just, it was just, I said, I, yeah. So I just, um, I was having a lot of issues in my marriage. Um, my husband is, um, he is borderline personality disorder, which is a form of narcissism. And I'm a pure empath who feels so sorry for, and I, you know, with trauma and I just, you know, um, and I'm also, I've, realize I have issues, which is what made this a match. Right. Um, and I received a reading from a medium who, uh, literally felt just kept saying is, um, you just don't have any self love. Like my whole foundation was just scrambled because of the gas lighting, the manipulation, the, blame shifting. And I lost like all sense of like reality. It felt like, cause I, um, I just didn't trust my own reality anymore. And so I knew that I had to, um, to build my foundation. And so that's when I got into the mediumship because I was trying to grab onto something and I was raised Catholic, but I don't, um, resonate with it. And so I was trying to find something to grab onto and I just grabbed onto, I just signed up for a class randomly and then it just, I just got, it just accelerated and that's kind of where we are. (laughs) Yeah. You, you are, um, you are at a place that I see a lot of spiritual seekers go through, which is 
you hit awakening and you push your foot to the floor. <laughs> and you're like, Express here I come, right? And, and you know, so the, the good thing about that is that you make quick progress. The bad thing about that is that there's often destruction in its wake. Um, now, I want to say that the destruction in its wake is going to happen no matter what. It just happens very quickly because you've got your foot to the floor. So, you know, it starts to look like, oh, I blew up my life. It's like, well, yeah, you blew up your life. You decided you wanted something else. And so everything that isn't something else had to go away. Right. And that's how that flies. So, um, yeah, I'm assuming that you're experiencing that. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm like, I look around and I'm like, where is everybody? <laughs> like, but I don't want them. And, but then, you know, you're alone. So that, I think that's too why I probably do a lot of cir- circles. It's my connection, I think, a little bit with people. The first thing I want to say to you there is that you will be alone for a little bit. And then the new group of people who resonate with the new you will show up. So there's always a fallow period between when the old group goes away and when the new peer, new group comes in. You should see that as a sign of progress, not a sign of depression, uh, because um, it, it just means that you're up leveling and the new group hasn't yet arrived. I understand that. It makes sense. I can I can I can attest to that. Yeah, I can attest to that. It's the same thing that happened to me, and I was like. I'm feeling all by myself over here. And, and then all of a sudden it's the weirdest thing you will, you know, if you get into crystals or whatever, like for me, it was crystals. All of a sudden these, all these crystal people come show up in my life and all the, you know, my woo woo friends show up, you know, and I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. You know? So it's, um, it's an opportunity to make new friends and, you know, like minds and, and be like a supportive group too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I do. And I'm, I said, I, um, I have been on this, this, um, line of like, is this healthy or not healthy, you know? And so I'm glad to hear you say like, this is part of the process. Cause I just, but I just know, like, I just don't have need for the people. And, but then there's still like that other side, you know, it's like a weird spot to be in. I've had moments in my life where I've looked back and I've said, wow, there's a lot of people who got left behind. And if I'm, if I have been in a um, really negative state of mind, it's very easy to say, oh, look, I saw all these people and I should have been able to stay friends and blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, when I'm in a good state of mind, I'm like, right. Yeah. I outgrow them. Life, life goes on. They, they didn't walk the same path I did. They went a different direction. You know, we, we parted ways, you know, whatever. But <clears throat> I, I wouldn't want to be friends with them today, per se, um, just because we're just in different places, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, the key is to not judge yourself around it. The key is to recognize that it is a natural part of the process. And, you know, it, it's it's the same as when I was a kid and we would move from one duty station to the next when my mom was being transferred. And I would just pick up new friends and leave behind the old friends because, you know, I was a kid. And how did I, what did I know about keeping in touch with people, right? But it's like, you know, you move forward and it's, 
it's what's meant to be because that's where you are, right? You'd be where you are. And I think I needed so badly to like move. Like I was stagnant and I just needed to move. And then it, like, I just felt that like it was necessary. So, um, uh, how much of your life have you blown up? That's the question. Um, I actually said to someone today, I said, if, um, if my mom took my kids for a week and said, Camille, do whatever you want. I I don't have one person to call, not one. And so, I mean, I, I don't even know who I'd call. (laughs) Did you divorce your husband too? Um, yeah, we're, we're on that route. Um, he's in active addiction right now and, um, really bad. And so, um, and that's, what's, that's why I'm not free completely. Cause I still feel, um, I don't know why it's that empath of me. I feel responsible for his life, but, um, but I'm separate. Like I haven't seen him in two months, but I'm still emotionally, he's emotionally like dependent on me. I feel like. So. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you uh, a piece of advice from my husband who is in recovery for 15 years and is, has been part of the AA community for a long time. And he's, he, what he would say is you have to let them fall. They, if they cannot hit bottom, they will not bounce up. They may not make it through hitting bottom, but if they don't hit bottom, they cannot bounce up. Sadly, that is the case. And some people don't make it through, but that is the generally accepted wisdom. Um, you can't save someone from themselves. You know, the best thing to do is let them be with themselves until they can't be with themselves and they decide to change. Yeah, it's, it's, um, yes, yeah, I haven't seen him in two months, but I still answer the phone. I still, you know, and I, it's, it's, but, um, that's really hard. It's just hard for that part. There are, um, AA sort of programs for spouses. So you may want to, I don't know what addiction he's in, but, but there are 12 step programs for spouses. And that might be something to take a look at because that, that gives you some very clear advice from people who are in it with you. I, and this is, and this is where a lot of my shadow work needed to come in is, um, this has brought up trauma for me. Um, my brother died from drugs and, um, I'm always like, how do I come full circle in life? I was raised by a, nar- a narcissist. I married one. My brother died from drugs. My husband's on what drug? I, like, I don't know why I can't break this cycle my life is in. And that's what I was like, I need to do. So I needed to pivot, but I'm still in the cycle somehow, you know? <laughs> I'm betting that you have guilt around your brother's death. I have... I have guilt, but I was probably the hardest one on him. And I don't regret that. And I know that, um, I, I was, I was not an enabler. And so I don't have guilt around that. I just, but there is guilt around, you know, his loss, but yeah, so it's hard. So it feels like what you've done is manifested an opportunity to do things differently that that implies that there's guilt left over um, from the previous one. Unfortunately, with this sort of stuff, the hardest problem is to recognize that sometimes it's you or them that, you know, you can't go off the cliff with them. You going off the cliff with them doesn't keep them from going off the cliff. 
And one thing that, um, cause I actually also, my dad was alcoholic and, um, he's passed and, um, I had actually picked up the burden for all of that. You know, kids have an innate sense of, uh, being able to blame themselves for everything. And I had been carrying around that burden forever. Um, and so when I learned to let go of that burden, cut those ties so it didn't come back, literally it's a huge weight that was off my shoulders. And I actually did that with the help of um, a medium. Um, and so I went for reading. Dad comes through and I'm like, okay, let's just have it out right now. Let's go. You know, I'm ready for, you know, Duke's up, let's go. And he was like, I was completely wrong. I completely apologize. The man never, ever said that while he was alive. Um, and he was like, look, this is my burden. I was supposed to learn this life lesson. I screwed up my own life. I didn't because I was scared to death to have a family. That was his thing he was supposed to overcome. He was like, so I'll be repeating that in the future. So he said, but that's my burden. And he says, you need to let go of that. It's not yours to carry. It's mine. So he says, I'm taking it back. And that was ridiculously healing for me. I mean, he and I are fine now. Like I talk to him and stuff and he comes and hangs out with me, you know, spiritually and everything. Um, And we're cool now. Um, But before that, I just despised the man. Was it, was it the acknowledgement that kind of healed it? Cause it was him taking his responsibility and not blaming Tom, Dick and Harry about it. So, you know, and him realizing that those were my choices. I screwed you up. I screwed the family up because our family suffered because of his choices. Um, and now this is my life. So now I get to set the boundaries, create healthy boundaries or, you know, from myself and then be able to heal from that and move forward. You know, so I just wanted to offer that to you as far as just from my experience, that's what I can speak to. And I do. And I, I, I resonate with that because I am, <clears throat> I keep, I keep feeling like what is hurting my, my heart the most is just never being, um, like when wrongs or mistakes are done, no, like they don't, like it's never acknowledged or apologized for. And so it's hard to just, it, I've been, I've been saying of like, it makes you feel like you don't matter because you don't even deserve an, an acknowledgement or an apology. And, and with my dad, he couldn't give what he didn't have. So he did not have the capacity while he was living to actually process what he's all done. It wasn't until literally he crossed over and he went, Oh man, really crap. And, you know, um, and then he was able to process that. So he couldn't give me an apology and, and do that. It it wasn't within him to do so because he just thought this is the way life was in. This is what I was all told, you know, throughout the conversation, you know, um, he couldn't give what he didn't have. And I don't know your situation or anything like that. Maybe that's part of it. That's probably part of the healing and all. It's great that Jewel got, uh, that you got an apology, you know, posthumous apology. Uh, But um, that almost never happens. 
Okay. And so one of the biggest challenges that I see with spiritual seekers is that they get really attached to that apology. I'm owed an apology. And it's like, well, if you're attached to it, you're always going to be in victim mode because there the power is with the person who has to give the apology in your mind. And so you have no power in that scenario. Whereas if you acknowledge that they are humans who are limited and only have so much to offer and they did the best they could with what they had and it was insufficient, but it was the best they could with what they had. Then you have to look at not I'm owed an apology, but I'm angry. And if you can separate the anger from the person, then you can just let the anger out of your body and say, you know, I deserved better and I'm not dependent upon an apology and acknowledgement of that to deserve better, right? That way you're just saying, I deserved better and I should have gotten it and I I am never going to allow this in my life again to, to be this way right? Um, Then you take the power back in the scenario and you are not dependent upon the person giving you an apology that they are almost never going to give you. I mean, like, yeah, before or after death, one in a thousand, maybe more gets an apology. So you should just not expect a freaking apology, right? There will be none forthcoming. You know, my dad never apologized to me. um, And that's just how it is, right? So, you know, these are the things that happen and it's okay. You know, you just, you have to get to the point where, um, and I can hear people going, it's not okay. (laughs) People are like, it's not okay. It's like, look, you can either sit in your anger and you're upset, or you can take your power back and move on with your life and say, this is never coming. I'm going to accept that. I'm going to accept that. I'm never going to get the apology I want. I'm never going to get the parent that I wanted. I'm never going to get the the nurturing that I wanted, that I deserved, the love that I wanted and deserved. I'm never going to get that from this person. So I can't fix the past. All I can do is fix the future. So let me make some changes in my life today. And I, I will make sure I will make sure that I get sufficient love. I will make sure that I get sufficient support. I will make sure that I nurture myself sufficiently. I will make sure that all of those things are handled and I will parent myself better than my parents parented me. Okay. Or, you know, then my parents didn't parent me and they've required me to parent them in a lot of instances, right? You know, that's often the case. You're saying like the expectations is kind of what's holding people back a lot is the expectations um, of others. Yeah. Well, demands. It's not just expectations. It's demands. It's like you must apologize to me or I'm not having anything to do with you. When you don't demand it or expect it, you release it pretty much. Yeah. It just doesn't get you anywhere. Because then you're defining, um, this is what I learned at Inner Peace 101, just saying, um, part, part of the program is we make our own definitions and it's defining our lives, how we want to define them, not trying to live my life by somebody else's definitions. Because why? They don't get a vote. This is my life. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your journey. Tell us, tell us what, so you, you came to this, what was the trigger that brought you in? 
brought me to, to you or in spirituality, spirituality, uh, the trigger, um, the trigger was, um, and when I signed for that first course, what really made me dive more into it was the leader of the, the course. She read me and she just was speaking more to my guides, I think, in, in that course. Like she was more guides, angels, that kind of. And um, she was just literally saying that um, the way I viewed myself is what keeps attracting a lot of this to me. And I, and if I really wanted to break this cycle, I could leave my husband and I will probably attract the same thing in another form. And so basically saying this cause I am, I'm a match, you know, pretty much. Right. And, um, just, she, I mean, she really gave me the hard truth, but I always, I always need things that way. Like I don't take it seriously till somebody kicks me is how I feel, you know? So, um, but she said that I, I just, um, she said, what was funny is my guy said I had to do mirror, mirror work. And she, at first she was channeling it and she was like, you know, three times. And then she goes, wait, they're saying, to do it 10 times a day for three weeks. She goes, she goes, I've never told anyone to do that much mirror work. Like, and I was like, Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, uh, you know, awkward. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, 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 wait. The awkward moment is not her channeling or that's the spirit guys. The awkward moment is, Oh, by the way, do this three times a day for three weeks. That. See, that's what I love about the woo-woo world. That's the awkward moment. But, but then, no, but yeah, yeah, but she's like, like I've never gave someone that much to do, and I was like, I'm that, I'm that um, empty of self-love. I don't know. <laughs> so you know, all right. So you you had a you know hardcore kick-ass reading is really what what got you there. What brought you to the reading? So it was, I don't know how I found her course. I would think I was just really upset after a terrible fight. And I literally felt like he was sucking the love of life out of me. I had no life force. And I was Googling, um, I was, okay, actually, I remember what started now. Netflix came out with the Gwyneth Paltrow, the Goop show. And there was one episode about, was it the mediums? Was it mediums? She had like the circle, the healing. And I was like, I need this. Like, you know, I just need this. I need to do this. I just, and I was, I started Googling, Googling. Um, sadly, there's not really a lot in Pittsburgh, like in person. I really couldn't find anything. Um, and then of course my, um, now, now, now the class had a class had to start like tomorrow. So, um, so that limited the, um, that my choices and so I just grabbed this class and, and what really changed me though was in that reading and I didn't tell her any of this, but this is what really changed my life is she said, he has a soul contract. He is never going to change. And she repeated that three times and she goes, you keep because I, I was hanging on to there's hope, there's hope, there's hope, there's hope. And she said, he's never going to change. And she brought in my brother and he said, 
he's never going to change. Like, and I just, she kept saying it and saying it. And I was like, he's never going to change. Like, you know, I have to get out now before it takes me with it. Like, and that, that reading, I, I just, I don't even under, think she understands that it, it made me move. So, and so you've been on the express train ride for the next, for the last nine months. <clears throat> tell, tell, tell our listeners what an express train ride feels like. <laughs> I've been doing past lives. I've been doing um, root cause therapy. I've been doing Kashik. I've been, <laughs> I've been doing lucid dreaming. I, I dabbled in um, astral projection. I <laughs> this is embarrassing to say it out loud. <laughs> No, our audience loves this. Trust me. And and you're gonna yeah, and you're gonna say something. I'm gonna go. Whoa, whoa, whoa what is that? So keep going. <laughs> so I think then like the shadow work is something that the shadow work in past lives is something that keeps coming up for me, and it's feeling like intuition or it's like bring it's it keeps things keep keep being brought to me about this. Um. Obviously, I keep asking to like for help to heal because I solely, I mean, I solely entered mediumship to heal. Um, and there's just this layer that like I'm not getting to the deep nitty gritty. What, what are you trying to do? I've never heard the words mediumship and healing put together before. So tell me, really? tell me how you're using that. Yeah. I feel, and this is like definitely like, like I, I think. My, I will say a mistake I made was I had a lot of my hands in a lot of pots, <laughs> a lot of teachers with those pots. And so I have, now that I'm further down the line, I am just taking what feels correct to me. And I will say with the mediumship is I can't be a good channel if I have all this shit, right? Cause then my shit comes out on your shit. <laughs> so. Yay. I project all my crap all over you. Yes. 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 That's exactly what happens. So how are you using mediumship to heal though? How are you doing that? That's um, interesting because I have in, in my experience, this is like crazy. Um, in these circles, people I don't know, I'm often paired with people who I can resonate and relate to and the messages I can take for myself. That happens all the time. But <laughs> the one, I have to say this one story because I just, I, it blew, I cried hysterically on Zoom in front of 20 people because it blew me away. I, um, there was an altercation with my husband, like physical, physical. I called the police. They took him away and I was late from my circle. So I hopped on after I just was in the cops in my home. He's gone. I hop on circle because to me, like that's where I feel better. I hate saying that. And I'm the teacher. He let me chill for a minute, but then it was my turn and I connected and I held back a lot of the evidence I was given because I thought it was mine. I thought it was my crap that I'm too fresh. I'm too, I was so shaking from like trauma. And when I was giving, this guy was giving his feedback and the tea, the tea, 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 the teacher stopped, stopped him and said, um, cause I felt like he knew what I got. It's, like, it's almost like, he seemed like he knew what I got and I didn't say it. 
the this brother this guy lost a sister who from domestic violence and I didn't say that biggest piece because I thought it was mine and I just started sobbing because I was like I thought that was me I thought it was me and it's just like it just always blows me away how like spirit connects me with people who I can can help both of us it almost seems like in a way and it just blows me away Yes, it does that constantly. I, I did a series of readings, uh, you know, three days ago for a, a New Year's party uh, fundraiser for the Rotary Club here. And I did a reading for somebody. And one section of that reading, I had a call the next day with a friend of mine. We exchange readings for each other once a month. Um, and she said the exact same thing to me that I said to that woman in the reading. It was the exact same thing. And I was like, that's yeah, validation, okay. right? That's validation. <laughs> but yeah, it happens all the time, all the time. So you are not wrong there. It is not your imagination. So that's why that healing to me, it's, it's not as strong as me going inward myself. Like it's not as, but it's definitely there. Yeah. Do you know where your Pluto is in your chart, in your astrological chart? So I am actually not too familiar with like, um, okay. the astrology. Like I know I'm an Aries, you know? Um, okay. <laughs> I'm just curious because, you know, that's a seeing yourself in reflection. And so I'm um, Pluto's in my 12th house. It's, it's one of the very few things I know about astrology. <laughs> So I know that because Pluto is in my 12th house, I do my, my work in reflection, right? A lot of it is, is from what I see reflected outside of me and I, I bring it back to me. Um, and that was what it was sounding like. So I was curious if your Pluto was in your 12th house. I'll have house to let not. you know. I'll, um, I'll, I'll email you after if it is. Yeah, that's awesome. So, well, this has been great. We've, we've gone way over time. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I just wanted no, to say one more why thing. Why are you apologizing? Like, you were too is, interesting. This is why I want to say one more thing because it's about your podcast is why I'm like binging it is um, <clears throat> the protection that you talk about. Um, I've never, I've never protected myself and I'm doing four circles a day. And I do hair. I'm touching people. I mean, I'm like, picture the gunk I got, right? Um, yeah, it's frightening, isn't it? Um, I, again, I was, I think I, I, I don't want to call it naive. Maybe my top, my top, my toxic trait is I'm an avoider. Um, <laughs> so I just act like it's not there. It's not your toxic trait. It's your primary resistance. Okay. It's one of the resistance patterns that we talk about in inner peace is avoidance. It's one of the most common resistances on the planet. I'm so bad. So hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and that's okay. I mean, you just need to know that that's what's true and then just overcome it. Right. Because, you know, it, it's, it's a really common one. So, and the answer to it is just do it anyway. You know, that's the only way to fix an avoidance one is just do it anyway. Right. It's, it's a nice moment. Right. So, um, you brought us back to something and my brain just lost it. <laughs> the protection. Yeah. You definitely need some fucking protection. Let's just say that. Right. So, um, 
yeah, when you've got all of this stuff going on, and this is one of the things, and I, I will tell you guys that when I jumped on the express train, I didn't have my protections up either. Um, and I, and I didn't even know how to hold my boundaries in a, as an empath. And I didn't know a lot of things. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why I blow up, blew up so often, you know, that, um, because I wasn't aware of what was going on for me, much less for, I knew what was going on for everybody else, but I had no idea how it was impacting myself. Right. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I monitor everybody else and be like, Oh, you guys are all on blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly I'm sitting there on the floor because I blew up or I fell over or I burned out or, you know, whatever. Um, and so, Taking care of yourself is your number one priority. You can't take care of anybody else until you take care of yourself. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because it is huge, right? It's huge. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about this after the call, <laughs> after the podcast. Um, and, um, but, you know, we can't do what we don't know to do. Right. I didn't know to put up a shield. I didn't know to put up to, to change my boundaries. I didn't know. I just wish that would be like the one oh ones with medium. Like it just depends on who your te- your teacher is and and whether or not they were ever taught. And that's part of the problem, right? I've been studying this stuff for forty eight years now. That's a long time. And I finally feel like I have a clue. Right. <laughs> 48 years. And I finally feel like I have a clue, you know, it, it took that long. So, you know, the, the thing that you have to recognize is that your teachers are doing the best that they can with the information that they received. And they had just as little idea of what a curriculum would be as you do. And, you know, with all of the randomness that's out there right now, it's really hard to know what's right and what isn't right. And there's a huge amount of misinformation out there, which I think is even worse than it was. It is absolutely worse than it was when I was growing up because I didn't have misinformation. I just had a lack of information in a lot of places. That's why I've been searching for it and I resonated. I felt I trust my, my gut. And I, because there's so much misinformation, even podcasts and I'm searching, I'm searching. And that's why when I say I binged it, I was binging all of these clearings and I called Karen, I called Karen already, like, you know, from Ghost Be Gone. I'm like, I'm on it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> called Karen Baskin. Yeah, yeah. I thought <laughs> I'm like, help. <laughs> <clears throat> She's awesome. You're going to love her. Listen, I'm, so. not, I'm not messing around. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You, you are on it. You're in it to win it, baby. So, yeah. So, you know, you're doing everything right. You're, you're you know, the only challenge that you're having right now is that you're judging yourself for it. So my, my strong encouragement to you would be to just say, fuck it. And I'm going to do what the hell I want to do. And I'm going to not worry about it. And I'm not going to listen to people who judge me for it, including myself. Right. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's really the best you can do in this moment. Right. Um, and just keep moving forward because uh, eventually we get where we need to go and you are always exactly where you are meant to be in the moment. So, you know, be okay with that. Don't, don't be going, Oh, I should have been there faster. I, I, you know, you're relatively young. What, how old are you? 30. Oh yeah. You're, you're a baby. So, um, but you know, I get, I get women in here who are in their sixties and seventies who are like, Oh, I wish I'd started sooner. And then I get people in their thirties going, Oh, I wish I'd started sooner. And I'm 
like, you know, it's all relative, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, just the key is not to wish you had started sooner. The key is to be where you are because you'll get there faster than, than distracting yourself with wishing you had started sooner. Makes sense. So uh, if you guys have been listening to this and you're going, whoa, I feel like I'm where Camille is <laughs> and I'm, I'm on the express train and I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, the first thing I'm going to say is don't ground, don't ground. Don't ground because you, when you're on the express train, grounding is like trying to stick a pole through the bottom of a freight train running out of control. You're going to get hurt. Center. Do not ground. You want to center into the center of your being so that you can stay liquid, right? If you're a SWAT person. I love SWAT. He's so, uh, he, he's so yummy. Um, and more and more. Oh my God. I've got such a thing for Shamar more. Anyway, the, the, <laughs> The, um, there, there's, you need to be able to stay liquid. You need to be able to stay moving and, and, and in your center. And that's, that's the best way to do it when you're moving this fast is stay centered. Okay. And then the next thing I'm going to say is if you want an accelerated path that doesn't have to be wildly out of control and, and insanely, you know, random, um, you know, come see me that I am the express train girl. This is what I do. I, I take people through processes much faster than you normally get in your day-to-day life. And I do it in a way that is easeful and not traumatizing. So, um, and not blowy uppy selfie, not blowy uppy (laughs) selfie. Yes. So set up a discovery call. There'll be a link in the show notes. We'd love to talk to you and uh, figure out where you are in your process and get you started uh, on that express train in a way that is more uh, structured and uh, sane and, uh, and, and, and mm, some seatbelts. Yeah. Not all. few seatbelts, not all the seatbelts, but yeah, there we go. And so that's it for this week, right? Yeah. So, well, you have a Kellyism, uh, a Kellyism for the beginning of the year. Ground. No, don't ground. Center. Don't ground. Center. Yeah. When on center. the train, don't ground. Center. Yes. Center. And there you go. That was your we're moving forward. All right. <laughs> well, tune in next time, folks. When Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Jules here with Kelly Sparta and Camille O'Malley. And you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. Bye, guys. So long. Bye. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon. Within my car, I'm all alone. But feeling good and feeling strong. Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself. I'm driving. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space, 
and you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.